Hello, welcome back to Beyond the News. It's Friday the 28th of July. Coming up on today's show, we're going to be talking about national digital IDs, a fight back against the cashless society, a victory no less. Also, there's been a coup in Nigeria. They're calling for an urgent investigation into excess deaths to get rid of any dangerous theories. We're going to be hearing from German MEP Christine Anderson. That and much, much more coming up on today's show. So let's begin with an article from the Daily Mail. If you're new to the show, this is a show for news across the political spectrum from right to left and around the world. Our first one, I believe, comes from Australia here. Yeah, this is by Daily Mail Australia, Padre Collins, 26th of July. National Digital ID, how the government plans to keep track of every citizen with a universal ID linking everything from Medicare to your driver's license. Here's when it will be launched. Again, I believe this is referencing Australia. Medicare, driver's license and Centrelink info all in one place. But the backlash has already started for those opposed to it. Australians could soon be using a digital national ID that would hold all of your information. Just as it mentioned above, a universal ID was first planned by the coalition and has now been taken up by the Albanese government. Finance Minister Katie Gallagher said the ID, which would allow licences and other forms to be verified online by external organisations, could be rolled out within a year. There has already been backlash towards the proposed ID, but on Wednesday Ms Gallagher told the Australian Financial Review's Government Services Summit that the programme should be up and running by mid-next year. Okay, you can read the article for yourself as ever, or go and read the comments section where you're finding the Beyond the News. And uh, if that fails, go to the original anchor page. The comments are always up on there. So I'm scrolling down for the comments. Let's have a look at best rated. Oh, no, it's decided to open an advert. Let's try again. Best rated. Ah, actually open the link I pressed this time. Excellent. So the comments below have not been moderated. And up 290, down 10. <laughs> Just says one word, no. So that's the most popular. <laughs> that's quite funny, isn't it? Up 228, down 5. If only Labour had the same control over our economy like the control has like the control it has over its citizens. Okay. Um uh, the next one's interesting. Up 224, down 8. Would like a referendum, thanks. Uh, isn't that interesting? I like those comments there. All peaceful, all lawful, and all pro-democracy, I would say. Least liked. Up 9, down 89. Who cares if you have nothing to hide? Yeah, it's always that same thing, isn't it? If you've got nothing to hide, you shouldn't be afraid. No, it's not about that. It's about the respect of privacy. Why do you close the door when you go to the toilet? It's not because you have anything to hide. Just value some privacy. All right. Next up. I know nothing about Nigeria. Or is it Niger? Have I got the country? There you go. I told you I knew nothing about it. I've got... I've got the name. I might have got the name wrong. I can only apologise to the entire country at this point. So it's Niger, I believe. Uh, let's just read it. I know absolutely nothing about this case whatsoever, as you can probably tell already. By 
but it sort of headline that caught my eye by Lawrence Beezer. And it caught my eye, I think, on the Beyond the News Telegram page, which is we just post links up there to just mainstream news only. It's not like an argument form, like so much of like today's social media. It's just like, let's just post the links <laughs> and then just not argue about it. That's pretty much what the group is there for. Just information sharing rather. If you want an argument, you can pretty much go into any other form of social media at all, can't you? There'll be someone there for you, I'm sure. But I like to keep the Beyond the News Telegram group just news and information sharing. All polite, just efficient. Efficient sharing of what's going on. Right, but this is by Lawrence Peter. Soldiers in the West African country of Niger have announced a coup on national TV. Well, I've learned something already. So I had even, didn't even know where in the world it was. Geography is not my strong point. They said they had dissolved the constitution, suspended all institutions and closed the nation's borders. Niger President Mohamed Bazoum has been held by troops from the Presidential Guard since early on Wednesday. He was promised Washington's unwavering support in a call from US Secretary of State Antony Blinken. So UN Secretary General Antonio Guterres... Guterres also said he had spoken to the president and offered the UN's full support to the uranium-rich country. Oh, here we go. <laughs> well, there's some expensive resources going on, is there? Well, who knows? Once there's something worth nicking, who knows? It does, who knows what? And again, I speak purely in, gen purely in generalities. I know nothing of what's going on whatsoever. Uh, Mr. Bazoum is a key Western ally in the fight against Islamist militancy in West Africa. Two neighbouring countries, Mali and Burkina Faso, have experienced coups triggered by jihadist uprisings in recent years. In both countries, the new military leaders have fallen out with France, the former colonial power, which also formerly ruled Niger, a vast arid country on the edge of the Sahara Desert and one of the poorest nations in the world. So how often do we hear that? They're, they've somehow got a, a very valuable resource in abundance and yet all the people are poor you know don't you someone some, someone there's making a few quid the middle man there's making a few quid and not passing it along someone's having their main meal and not even passing the salt Mr Mazum's whereabouts are unclear but in a statement on Twitter on Thursday morning he said the hard won gains will be safeguarded and that no Nigerians who love democracy will see to it. Foreign Minister Hasumi Masadu has declared himself the head of state and called on all diplomats to make this adventure fail. Hmm. Uh, scrolling down, the coup is yet further bad news of French and Western efforts to restore stability to the part of West Africa known as Sahel, when neighbouring Mali chose to partner up with Russia's Wagner Group in place of the French. Paris moved its centre of operations in the region to Niger. So, there you go. Sounds like there's all sorts of things going on behind the scenes and I don't have a clue what any of them are. So, I shall have a look into that and keep an eye out for what how that goes. Experts call for urgent investigation as excess death spark dangerous theories. Now, here's something I would know a little bit more about, simply because we've covered so many articles about this on the show before. So where are we now? We're at... Are we Have we gone from there's no excess deaths to excess deaths caused by a failing NHS? Oh, it might be something else now. Have we, have we reached that stage yet? Go and 
listen to any of my podcasts more or less pick if you pick three i bet you'll find one three at random over the last year i bet you'll find one where i've talked about how that phase will develop so are we there at the third phase now gone through phases one and two of no excess deaths or excess deaths due to the nhs oh actually it might not be what are the odds of that so the death toll in 2023 is nearing pandemic levels and the absence of an explanation is leading to wild theories wild experts warn that what what does wild mean does it mean theories that are not espoused by a pack of politicians who and then let's look at that logically are politicians known for well if you ask people who would be you know some of your least likely to trust jobs in general i think if you did a top 10 politician would be in there wouldn't it so theories are wild if we don't believe a group of people that would be in most people's top 10 of untrustworthy i i merely speculate but that would be i don't think that would be an unreasonable opinion i can't prove it scientifically but you get to where i'm going with that that's what constitutes wild is it of course there may uh, theories plural so i'm sure in there when they define wild theories i'm sure there will be some wild ones in there they could probably pull out some website that says it's uh, aliens from another dimension doing it beaming something down from the cloud now that would be a wild theory but how wild would it be if it was something else that we'd covered ad nauseum on the show on previous podcasts. Uh, experts warn that an urgent investigation into the matter is needed to curb dangerous theories and resulting anxieties. Hmm. Anxieties. Continuing, an urgent investigation is needed into why excess deaths are near pandemic levels. Because the lack of an explanation is fueling wild and dangerous theories, experts warn. Government figures suggest the number of extra or unnecessary, that's in inverted commas, fatalities this year is higher than 2021 and 2022 and on a trajectory that could even surpass 2020. Of particular concern is the 15 to 4... I remember reading out a government-owned statistic on 2020 about excess deaths. It didn't seem to be... Well, why don't you go and dig out the podcast where that's on? I've got no idea what it is. But it's in one of them where I covered the excess deaths. Or perhaps Google it for yourself. So that's an in, just just a little something out of memory that might be worth doing a compare and contrast with on that statement. But then again, there could easily be loads of other government documentation that I've never seen that would say different to the one I read out on here. That's statistics for you. Of particular concern is the 15 to 44 age group where cumulative deaths are tracking above all recent years, including 2020. Do you remember we played that clip before? I played you that clip about it being hitting the young, uh, the excess deaths in the young being particularly high. I've played those mainstream media articles and read some science articles before where it said that exactly the same thing. Um, I seem to remember playing a variety of clips explaining it ranging from that's just a conspiracy theory to oh it's not a conspiracy theory but it's just the nhs 
even though it's happening worldwide but oh it must just be everyone's nhs or equivalent thereof and oh do you know what actually we might actually need an investigation now all right some commentators have suggested delayed medical treatment due to lockdown measures might be contributing to the rise yeah i don't doubt that it might be contributing to the rise is it responsible for the entire rise i'm not a doctor but my opinion would be no, but contributing, I can see that. Uh, lockdowns did. I've said before how many, read out the articles, how many patients died of this, that and the other because of this, that and the other being cancelled. So yeah, I can I can buy a contribution. I can buy a contribution. I can't buy a explanation for its entirety though. Others have blamed the indirect impact of pandemic measures such as increased loneliness and isolation as well as a rise in alcohol consumption and recreational drug use. Chris Medical Chief Medical Officer Chris Whitty has previously hypothesized that rising non-COVID excess deaths could have been caused by a fall in heart drug prescriptions. Ah, I wonder what else. I wonder what else it could be. I'll just scroll down. Scroll down to see if there's you see if they don't mention the elephant in the room of a new experimental gene therapy being given out worldwide and in some cases mandated it it would be it would give you an explanation as to why certain comments are switched off but they're not here the expressor here okay now it doesn't say it doesn't say whether they've been moderated or not. You do have to, looks like, log in to join the conversation. So, uh, right, let's see if we can scroll down. It doesn't have best rated, worst rated, uh, just a click of a button. But I can have a little scroll down and find the ones with the most ups. They don't seem to have a down button. Okay, let's see the ones. Let's pick the top three. Now, considering they've completely missed the elephant in the room if they continue to miss a really big elephant in the room people are going to question their eyesight or at least their ability to pass on what their eyes see or do not see which i would translate to lack of trust in mainstream media that goes down that road let's see if other people seem to spot the elephant top three ups okay Retired nursing sister folks, it's the Vax. Okay, now I can't verify that she was once a nursing sister. I can just read out that the comments are as they are. That's by someone called Melissa Susie. Let's have a look at the next one up. That's got four likes, by the way, and there are 27 comments. Obviously, the COVID Vax with risk increasing the number of jabs and blood type, but also, all jabs in particular, the flu jab, which is likely now mRNA as combined COVID and flu, do not vax ever. Again, that's their comment. That's not me telling you what to do. And you shouldn't listen to anyone on the Internet telling you what to do with your Internet, you know, uh, with your body. I'm just suggesting that you probably apply that same level of critical thinking. Uh, don't take medical advice from someone on the Internet as now, sadly, uh, someone who would tell you that this is not as a result of the vax but a result of 
Well, whatever it is there. And problem is, what do you do as a country when your mainstream media is ignoring the elephant and your chief medical officer is um, saying, what elephant? It's, what was it he said? Uh, it uh, could be caused by a fall in heart drug prescriptions. Hmm. That's where we're at. Okay. Next one up. Uh, the previous one had four as well. They're all on four like ups. The death toll in 2023 is nearing pandemic levels and the absence of explanation. There is a very clear, present and obvious explanation for this, which government and media refuse to countenance. I, I decided before the jabs appeared that I would, under no circumstances, take any of them. As a result, into previous failed attempts to take a coronavirus vaccine, all failed at the animal testing phase as a result of antibody-dependent enhancement, a severe reaction which can cause organ failure and death. None of the new shots did animal testing until one of the variant-adapted jabs tested it on eight mice. Uh, that's a comment I do not know. Yeah, I don't. I don't know of. He, he's talking about science papers. I have not read them. I'm just reading out a, uh, his comment as is. Right. Next up, this is from Microsoft now by Jack Waters, and it's on Tuesday. Cashless car parks victory. Council poised for U-turn over policy as fears grow elderly being excluded. Yeah, I think I made a point like this the other day where, you know, it all shifts over to apps and everything like that. Well, that's not fair. And, you know, it's also not fair to refuse legal tender. A district council in a leafy part of England, leafy, has been for... <laughs> That's what it says in a leafy part of England has been forced to reconsider its decision to push ahead with cashless car parks. Cotswold District Council removed K payments from car parks in 2022. It's spelt C-A-Y. So I couldn't tell you whether that's a spelling mistake or that's some sort of app method of payment I'm completely unaware of because I've never used a cashless car park in the Cotswold district. So, continuing, Cotswold district council removed K payments from car parks in 2022 in an attempt to reduce its carbon footprint. Well, I'd need to know what a K payment is in order for that to make sense, that how that would reduce a carbon footprint. It also suggested the move would reduce theft and vandalism. Um, it just sounds like another way to go digital, cut your costs and put someone out of a job to me. But I don't know. I don't work for Cotswold Council. However, Cotswold councillors last week discussed reverting back to accepting cash. Did I read this line out? The council subsequently only accepted card, app and phone payments. And then it said uh, the reverting back to accepting cash. I could see how theft and vandalism could be cut down by that. But, you know, well... You could always go the other way and hire a security guard or someone to go around, you know, and pick up the money more regularly. You could go the other way and hire more people to cut back on the theft. Anyway, Conservative Councillor Darrell Corpse raised the issue during a full council meeting on July the 19th. He said there are many people who do not have a smartphone or are unsure of how to pay on a website or are frankly scared of using their debit or credit card on a machine in public or simply don't use credit cards. This is particularly true of the elderly and vulnerable. Good for him. Yeah, I can accept those statements. Uh, oh, that's the end of the article.
Here's an odd one for you. Obama's chef, Tafari Campbell, dies in paddleboarding accident. Uh, so condolences to the gentleman and his family. A, this is by Max Mazda, and it's three days ago, uh, BBC. A personal chef to former US President Barack Obama has died during an accident on a paddle boarding trip near the Obama's Massachusetts home. Tafari Campbell, 45, worked in the White House before staying on with the Obama family after Mr. Obama left office in 2016. On Sunday, he went missing in the waters of Edgartown Great Pond on Martha's Vineyard. The Obamas released a statement hailing his talent inside the kitchen and out. Uh, next one. King Charles to receive huge pay rise from UK taxpayers. Details published by Treasury show Royal Families Grant is expected to increase from 86 million to 125 million in 2025. Oh, because the country is so flush with cash right now. What a great idea. Uh, it's by David Pegg, Rob Evans and Severin Carroll. And this is from The Guardian on the 20th of July. King Charles III is to receive a huge pay rise from the UK taxpayer according to government plans to boost public funding of the monarchy by 45% from 2025. Yes, that's what we need when we've got all the food banks everywhere. Boost public funding to the monarchy. I reckon if you put that in a referendum, that is what everyone would vote for. What a wonderful idea. Express. Political has been Blair torn to shreds as economic failure, touted as new Mr Davos. This is by the Express. Uh, I'm not a uh, big fan of Tony Blair, but I'm also not a big fan of headlines like that, really. You know, why can't we just have, you know... Tony Blair, you know, Tony Blair offered a new job. Anyway, that's just my thought on it. Tory MP Lee Anderson urged the World Economic Forum to distance themselves from Mr Blair if it wants to retain any sort of credibility. <laughs> urged the World Economic Forum to retain any sort of credibility. Yes, don't associate yourselves with Mr Blair if you want to penetrate cabinets effectively. Right. Furious MPs and commentators are enraged as speculation mounts that Tony Blair could be taking over from Klaus Schwab as the head of the World Economic Forum. There has been increasing speculation over who may be taking over the role as many express discontent over Mr Schwab's role in the WF. As if it's going to make a difference. So, you know, it, it, changing the head of the snake doesn't change the snake. It just continues on its path. You know, oh, there's all this backlash to Klaus Schwab. Change the figurehead, carry on as usual. You know. Mm. In response to the possibility of Mr Blair's appointment, Tory MP Lee Anderson urged the WF to distance themselves from Mr Blair if he wants to retain any sort of credibility. That's that repeating itself. He also dragged us into a pointless war that cost 179 British lives on the battlefield, so this man needs to disappear quietly to a place where he has no influence at all. If the WF wants to, yeah. Uh, again, I, what was it? The Chilquot Inquiry, was it? I think the one into Iraq. Um, you know, that recommended a number of things. I haven't seen them done from what my interpretation of its recommendations are, but then again, I'm not a lawyer. All right. Again from the Express, I wonder if it's got quite an emotive headline this time. 
Oh no, I've just opened the same article twice. <laughs> All right. From the Mail now. Coots Bank boss says sorry to Nigel Farage for deeply inappropriate report about him and insists she values freedom of expression as government announces crackdown on customers' accounts being closed. By James Tapsfield, 20th of July 2023. Yeah, there's. I've heard of a few stories of people's bank accounts being closed. I wonder if they have to have such a public... Um, reach as Nigel Farage to get them uh, an apology. The boss of NatWest apologised to Nigel Farage tonight for a deeply inappropriate internal report that found he was not inclusive enough to be a Coots customer. <laughs> You're not inclusive enough. What should we do with him? Exclude him! <laughs> do you not want to lead by example? No! If he's not inclusive, neither will we be. And then get on the blower to our mates and we'll all to say that he's inclusive at the same time. That will teach him about being inclusive. In a letter to the former UKIP leader, Dame Alison Rose insisted the assessment of Mr Farage does not reflect the views of the bank. She stressed that freedom of expression and access to banking were fundamental to society, saying she has ordered a review of court's processes. However, she stopped short of offering to restore Mr Farage's relationship with the exclusive private bank, instead repeating the offer of an account with NatWest. Yes, we're sorry, very sorry that we have stopped including you. That person instead will include you now. How sorry about not including me are you? Not enough to start including you, but those over there will include you, but we won't include you in the name of inclusivity. Moving on. Uh, I'll just skip to the comments. I think you get the idea by now. Let's see. It's got quite a bit. Right, best rated. I'm going to click on it. Let's see if it actually opens rather than an advert. Uh, no, but it moved. Oh. It's like playing whack-a-mole with the mouse because it keeps moving down the adverts. I've got it this time. Right, here we go. Up 6441, down 153. So already a massive, uh, huge up on previous article that we covered. Not good enough. Fire those responsible and compensation to your customer. Until then, Coots Bank license should be suspended. Okay. Yeah. I, I can buy that. It's not. It's not calling for any. It's not calling for anything to be broken in the law. Oh, okay. I think a lot of people are behind that. Then let's have a look for the next one. Up five seven eight two down seventy two. She's sorry she's been caught out. That's all she needs to resign. Okay, so very pro free speech. That's good to see. Next one up four one four one up down thirty four. It's funny how people apologise after they've been caught out. It's outrageous. Stick to banking. That's your job. How stupid of them for not seeing a media figure like him wasn't going to put them. Uh, that's what it says. Huge miscalculation on their half. Hmm. So again. I think, you know, if you're going to go down that road, you need to put it in law, don't you say, that everyone's entitled to a bank account, you know, regardless of their political beliefs. That would be, you know, as long as they're not doing it to commit a crime or anything with, that that's not an unreasonable request, is it? So perhaps that might be a solution to this problem. And then you could start, you know, bringing diversity to banking, isn't it? Make it, um, perhaps make it a crime to 
to, <laughs> to not include someone because of their perceived lack of inclusivity. <laughs> it's, it's madness, isn't it? Welcome to the 21st century here in Britain. Monty Python sketch. All right. And now moving on to the New York Post by Victor Nava, July the 19th. Foreign nationals gave Biden family and associates over 17 million, IRS whistleblower claims. IRS Special Agent Joseph Ziegler told the House Oversight Committee on Wednesday that Hunter Biden's overseas influence peddling operations have enriched the first family and their business associates to the tune of more than 17 million. The funds were raked in through various multi-million dollar payments made by foreign nationals to Biden family-linked corporations between 2014 to 2019. The Biden family's businesses dealings involved entities in Romania, China and drumroll, Ukraine. Roughly half of the 17 million in payments went to first son Hunter Biden, according to IRS whistleblower, who was unmasked for the first time Wednesday during his congressional testimony. The House brings the total amount of foreign affairs income streams received to approximately 17 million, correct? House Oversight Committee Je Chairman James Comer asked Ziegler during Wednesday's hearing. That is correct. Ziegler confirmed. The purpose of documenting the foreign sources as part of a national uh, is part of a normal international tax investigation, Ziegler said. We have to figure out where the money is coming from. Ziegler and IRS agent Gary Shapley came forward to the House Ways and Means Committee earlier this summer alleging a high-level cover-up in the government's five-year-long investigation into tax and gun crimes allegedly committed by President Biden's son, Hunter Biden. Moving on to the next article. There is more to read. There's often more to read on all the articles. There won't be on this one. It's a telegraph. Probably be behind a paywall. Be lucky if we get the headline. Right. Sunak's Bitcoin ambitions hit by huge public backlash. More than 50,000 responses sent to Bank of England after digital currency consultation by Zhu Ping Chan, 3rd of July. Rishi Sunak's ambition to turn the UK into digital currency hub has been dealt a blow following a public backlash over plans to introduce a virtual alternative to cash dubbed Bitcoin. Another one from the Telegraph now. Oh no, it seems to have opened that again. And let's see if this one is... Ah, no, this one's different. SNP admits to felling 16 million trees to develop wind farms. Scottish Tory MSP Liam Kerr said figure would astonish the public and communities all over the country had cited concerns about the projects. Almost 16 million trees have been chopped down on publicly owned land in Scotland to make way for wind farms. On SNP minister, an SNP minister has admitted amid a major drive to erect more turbines. Is it not windy enough in Scotland? There must be plenty of wind to go around in Scotland. Do you have to cut down the trees to do it? I mean, it is quite common in Scotland, isn't it? I mean, anyway. Next up. First it was COVID, now we're being scared into submission over the weather. There's no denying it's hot in Europe, but it feels like sunshine is being weaponised in a bid to get us to adjust our ways to hit net zero by Alison Pearson, 18th of July. Um, anyway, you get the idea on that one. And now... We will listen to Christine Anderson, MEP. Because an unelected body like WHO, who is controlled and run by multi-billionaires, should never be allowed to act in place of a democratically elected government. 
they will be exposed. Each and every one of them by name. Because guess what? There is elections coming up and the people might be interested in who is responsible for the abolition of democracy. Yeah, thank you so much for coming today. And thank you, Nisla, for uh, really putting in the work and making this happening today. And I really will have to say, I am so very honored to be here with seven very brave citizens who came here today to launch an initiative for a European citizens initiative. An initiative which will hopefully be accepted by the EU Commission, although I don't really hold my breath, to be quite frank, but I seriously hope we will uh, be able to do that. These seven citizens are so incredibly brave because they stand up against this despicable attempts by the globalitarian misanthropists to strip us of freedom, democracy, and the rule of law. They simply say no to the attempts of granting an unelected body governing powers. They simply say no. And that's what we all should do, because this will end if we simply say no. And that's what we're here to do today. Because an unelected body like WHO, who is controlled and run by multi-billionaires, should never be allowed to act in place of a democratically elected government. Never, ever. In democracies, ladies and gentlemen, it is government of the people, by the people, for the people. And any government of anywhere in the world who disregards this fundamental principle of democracy by supporting this unprecedented power grab by WHO is an anti-democrat demonstrating nothing but his utter contempt for the people. And these seven brave citizens, they will not stand for this and neither will we. I will expose anyone, whether it's a member of a government in a member state or a government around the world or a member of parliament in the European member states or parliaments around the world who do not respect the people and do not respect democracy, I will see to it. They will be exposed. Each and every one of them by name. Because guess what? There is elections coming up and the people might be interested in who is responsible for the abolition of democracy. So we are here today to tell you, WHO globalitarian misanthropists, we are here today to tell you, you picked this fight, you wanted this fight, well, guess what? You've got it. Let's fight. Because these brave citizens, my colleagues and I, we will not tire to fight you every step 
of the way. These brave seven citizens and millions and millions more around the world, these are the people you will have to reckon with from now on. Because we are millions, millions around the world. It is you that is the small French minority. You are the ones who do not have the right to dictate to the people what they want and what they don't want. So take it from me, take it from us, take it from these seven citizens who gathered here today. Take it from the millions and millions of people around the world. We will bring you down and we will not tire until we have done just that. So brace yourselves. We are here and the fight is on. So let's commence with the fight. Why don't we? Thank you. So uh, just a couple of things to mention on that, obviously. Uh, I don't think she was advocating violence. I certainly am not. I think she's talking about the fight of having a word with your friends and families. Did you know Mr. Schwab and his World Economic Forum seem to be wanting to penetrate cabinets and they seem to do things all the time that seem to end up costing all the working class some money? I think that's what she means by fight, just having an opening minds to more information that the television... That may not get that of course and opening minds as to why that might be and the second is i have no idea what that music was i own no copyright to it it's on the video uh if the, anyone whose music that is has a problem with that do email me beyond the news at protonmail.com and i'll just take out the or I'll just take out the bit where from where the music starts playing it's so much easier when they don't have music over there. I know they want to make it sound dramatic and everything like that. And it was a good speech uh, if you you know understand that she was talking about fight in terms of the informational sense as a metaphor for informing and talking and uh, fighting in a peaceful and lawful way. But I much prefer it didn't have the music because then there's no problems with, uh, you know, because you never know who'd done the music. Could have been the person, all these citizens' hearings that did their own music for all I know. But uh, anyway, if it's not yours and you've got a problem with that, then take it up with them. And if you can't get hold of them, let me know at beyond the news at protonmail.com. Now, moving on. This is from the Washington Post now. You can say no to a TSA face scan, but even a senator had trouble. Let's ask two questions about airports' use of facial recognition. Is it truly voluntary and is it worth it? By Shira Ovid, July the 11th. On his way to catch a flight, Senator Jeff Merkley, a Democrat, Oregon, I think that is, O-R-E, was asked to have his photo taken by a facial recognition machine at airport security. The Transport Security Administration has been testing use of facial recognition software to verify travellers' identification at some airports. Use of the technology is voluntary, the TSA has told the public and Congress. If you decline, a TSA agent is supposed to verify your identification, as we have done at airport security for years. When Merkley said no to the face scan at Washington's Regan National Airport, he was told that it would cause a significant delay, a spokeswoman for the senator said. There was no delay. The spokeswoman said the senator showed his photo ID to the TSA agent and cleared security. 
Is facial recognition technology really voluntary if a United States senator has trouble saying no? The TSA is using facial recognition technology for a limited purpose that agency says is accurate. As flying reaches record highs again this summer, the technology could improve safety and efficiency with fewer risks than controversial uses of facial recognition such as police trying to identify crime suspects from vast numbers of images. But problems encountered by Merkley and others raise questions about whether the technology can be used fairly and how far it might spread in American life without true oversight. Let's discuss two topics. TSA's face scanning is supposed to be optional for us. Is it really? What are the potential benefits and drawbacks of the TSA's use of facial recognition software? So we see quite a lot of that use with government stuff. It's voluntary, but we're just going to make it infinitely... Well, we're just going to make it trickier if you choose to opt out. We've seen that over a number of things. It's not mandatory vaccination. We just, you know, we wanted to create a segregated society where you couldn't do half the things in life if you didn't get it using a vaccine passport scheme that kind of stuff so we see this it's voluntary quite a few times what are the potential benefits and drawbacks of the tsa's use of facial recognition software how anyway you can go on and see the article for yourself from the daily mail now you guys ask really insightful questions. Sarcastic Biden 80 asks press to leave after promising Zelensky he will keep sending billions to fund the war, calling him Vladimir and getting ushered off stage. Biden issued a rallying cry to back Kiev's armed forces alongside fellow G7 leaders. The world's leading economies vowed to provide long-term security aid to the war-torn nation. Yeah, because we're all so flush with cash. Not their cash, obviously taxpayer cash. The announcement came a day after Ukraine's leader unleashed a social media tirade, slamming the move not to offer his country a pathway to join NATO. Of course, so the moment you join NATO, that would be attacking a NATO country, uh, bringing us into world war. Um, just to give you a perspective on that, <laughs> that there tirade. How dare you not want nuclear war? Um, by James Franey, senior US political reporter, 12th of July. Uh, and that doesn't mean I'm in favour of Putin either. Um, but I like nuclear annihilation slightly less than I like Vladimir Putin. Uh, the 80-year-old commander-in-chief referred to Zelensky as Vladimir as he poured praise on the Ukrainian military for its fight back against Moscow's troops. I hope he delivers all the monies to the right person. Doesn't get confused then. Right, let's scroll down. Get an idea on that one, don't you? Now on to the Daily Mail comments. Let's see what the Daily Mail make of this one. Uh, in a minute, once we get past all the adverts best rated let's see if i can click and it stays ah, i got it this time up 1781 down 30 so yeah reasonably well contributed debate here biden is the worst president in american history okay that was the comment that came from an american in portland um right up 1341 down 14 again for the united states so their border is more than important than ours got it okay yeah uh, and yeah precious little thanks we are getting Vladimir Zelensky wants to drag all of NATO including England into this war up 1052 down 35 
So I think you get the idea on that one. Let's just have a little bit of balance on the worst rated. Up 10, down 192. Strong, smart, decisive, respected and brave. That's our president right there, folks. I, I wonder if the geezer was being sarcastic. I, I genuinely don't know. I genuinely don't know. <laughs> That's the trouble with uh, written word. We, body language is so important. You know, sometimes I worry about all the kids growing up in front of screens because body language is so important. Um, you would be able to, if that person was in the right room and, you know, delivered it right, you would easily be able to tell whether they're being sarcastic or not. But in the world of the online comments, we cannot. Up next from Politico, social media riot shutdowns possible under EU content law, top official says. Thierry Breton responds to French President Emmanuel Macron's ideas. Now, even though we've done a Brexit, I wouldn't be surprised if the UK government went, oh, that's a good idea if we need it. Uh, social media platforms like TikTok and Snapchat will face possible shutdowns when they don't crack down on problematic content during riots under the European Union's content law, Internal Commissioner Thierry Breton said Monday. Breton, a French politician, was responding in a French radio interview to comments by French President Emmanuel Macron that floated closing down some social media to clamp down on riots. Some critics likened this to measures seen in authoritarian states like China and Iran. Moving on. This is from the Express now. Panic in Macron issues strict six-day ban in France to protect peace after horror riots. As the nation prepares to commemorate the event that symbolises the triumph of liberty and democracy, authorities are taking no chances, implementing stringent restrictions to keep the peace. Yes, we're taking absolutely no chances that we're going to make keep those stringent restrictions in place to make certain we commemorate liberty and democracy. <laughs> I'm telling you, this is the news in 2023, not a Monty Python sketch. France has, in, has enacted a sweeping ban on the possession, transportation and sale of fireworks leading up to the highly anticipated Bastille celebrations. The move has been put in place to prevent any unrest after a 17-year-old Nahel Mazouk of Algerian and Moroccan descent was shot dead at the hands of police during a traffic stop last month. Um, yeah, add to that that they were writing about a variety of things before then and then that was on top of the uh, the covid protests and then add that on top of the yellow vest protests as well moving on to again from the daily mail now Police will be allowed to spy on suspects by remotely activating their phone's camera, microphone and GPS under new French laws dubbed a snoopers charter. The spying provision has been widely attacked by the left and right defenders, but France's justice minister has insisted it would only be a dozen of cases a year. By David Avir, 6th of July, French police should be able to spy on suspects by remotely activating the camera, microphone and GPS of their phones and other devices. Lawmakers agreed late Wednesday. Part of a wider justice reform bill, the spying provision has been attacked by the left and right defenders as an authoritarian snoopers charter, though Justice Minister Eric Dupont-Moretti insists that it would only affect a dozen cases a year. 
covering laptops, cars and other connected objects such as phones. The measure would allow geolocation of suspects in crimes punishable by at least five years jail. Devices could also be remotely activated to record sound and images of people suspected of terror offences as well as delinquency and organised crime. The provisions raise serious concerns over infringement of fundamental liberties. Digital rights group La Quadrenda du Net wrote in a May statement. You get the idea on that. My thought on that is, it uh, sounds like the technology to do that is already in the phone then, is it? All right, next up. Uh, or will it need an update? Birds get revenge by using anti-bird spikes in nest. Here, a little bit of something a bit more light-hearted by Tiffany Wertheimer. This is the 11th of July for the BBC. In cities around the world, anti-bird spikes are used to protect statues and balconies from unwanted words, but now it appears the birds are getting their own back. Dutch researchers have found that some birds use the spikes as weapons around their nests, using them to keep pests away in the same way that humans do. Monkey see, monkey do, or in this case, a human do, bird see, bird do. It, which is different to bird do-do, which is apparently good luck if you get it in your head. It shows amazing adaptability biologist Eric Florian Hemestra says they are incredible fortresses like a bunker for birds he told the BBC <laughs> human made objects being used in birds nests is nothing new there is evidence of species around the world using everything from barbed wire to knitting needles I don't know if you want barbed wire around you young do you or needles for that matter however this research but I suppose you'd have to be careful make certain it's on the, bar on the outside or well, transporting it might be tricky Go, Mother Nature is more ingenious than sometimes we remember to give it credit for, is it not? Next up, from ITV Now, uh, headline reads, page not found. <laughs> That'll be the end of that. <laughs> what, 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 see if I can read from, from the URL. No, I haven't got the URL in front of me. Worldcoin, Sam Altman launches eyeball scanning crypto coin. Aye, aye. This is by three days ago from the BBC. A cryptocurrency project described as being dystopian has been launched by AI entrepreneur Sam Altman. Worldcoin gives digital coins in exchange for a scan of their eyeballs. In sites around the world, thousands of people queued to gaze into silver orbs on day one of projects full launch. You know what I instantly think of for this is someone will come along and go, right, in order to get into your account, we use the cutting edge of technology. It's an eyeball scan. And suddenly someone, you know, hacks into these people's things and goes, right, we'll nick all of these and just say it's that. Do you know what I mean? Instantly. Whatever technology can be done, there's a thief that can come up to not only get around it, but perhaps even exploit it. That's my view on stuff like that. I'm not a fan of a cashless society, folks. So here's another someone that doesn't sound like they're a fan of the way things are going we've listened to him before on the show this is from gb news and it's matt letizier uh, talking to um mark alas his name eludes me i should know on my <laughs> on my circuit right anyway let's listen so with dissident voices seemingly being punished by authoritarian corporations and the nation still suffering the hangover of Chinese-style pandemic lockdowns, is Britain in the grip of a communist-style takeover? Well, that's what England idol Matt Letizier thinks. 
with the former Southampton hero tweeting, the time to speak is now. A communist takeover is slyly being implemented. They're very clever, but they don't fool everyone. Good will triumph over evil. What a tweet. Well, Latiz was mocked for his analysis by the likes of woke lefty comic David Baddiel and BBC lovey Richard Bacon, but was unwavering in his face of such criticism. He joins us now, Matt Letizier. Great to have you on the show. Wonderful to meet your heroes at last. The lockdowns, vaccine mandates, cashless society, universal basic income. It's not a conspiracy at all, is it? It's a reality. <laughs> I'm afraid it is a reality. And, uh, you know, you can call it communism, Marxism, whatever label you want to give it. Uh, but it's all heading towards the same thing. And that's the, uh, the erosion of our freedoms uh, as people. Uh, and I find it incredibly concerning the way that this country is going. And they're doing it very, very slowly, uh, although it's, uh, they seem to be cranking things up uh, a little bit over the last few months. Uh, and a lot of people don't realize what's going on. And, um, you know, by me pointing, trying to point that out and to try and uh, get people to, to think about this stuff, um, it appears, yeah, that, uh, that's the cue for uh, all, the, uh, all the people who are probably in favor of communism, actually, who, who decided to try and attack me because I had the uh, temerity to speak out against their ideologies. And uh, uh, as long as I'm annoying all the right kind of people, then uh, I'm, I'm quite happy to keep tweeting. Don't worry about that. Yes, I mean, some, Matt, would argue that use of the word communism is a bit far-fetched. What would you say to that? Um, well, uh, I think you've only got to look at what's happened to uh, people who go against the government narrative. You know, um, having bank accounts frozen, you know, political uh, opponents being uh, attacked. Um, I think the stuff that is going on right now uh, I, I don't think is uh, too different to what has happened in communist countries in the past. Uh, and so, um, yeah, you can, uh, as I said, you can call it whatever name you want. Um, but we are gradually uh, having our freedoms taken away from us. And um, they, are, they are doing it. And if you haven't uh, uh, read the story of, uh, of, or know about boiling the ethical frog, then uh, I suggest you read up on it because that's exactly what they seem to be doing to us. Are you surprised, Matt, that people in the world of football have not spoken out? Am I surprised? Um, there, there have been a few, um, in all fairness. Uh, there have been some, and I've had quite a lot of people uh, come up to me in person. Uh, in fact, I had three people come up to me just this morning at, uh, uh, at a golf day that I was playing three uh, ex-footballers who all came up and congratulated me and said, uh, well done for speaking out, don't stop. We agree with everything that you're saying. Um, those guys didn't have a, a massive presence on social media, but it was nice to, to have their support. Uh, and there are a lot of people that think that. Over the last few years, I've had a lot of messages from people who have said in private to me, you know, we agree with everything you say, but unfortunately we, we can't speak out because, uh, you know, I need, a, I need a job to pay the bills. Can you name any of those people, Matt? Uh, I think that would be incredibly disingenuous of me to name those people. I think it would be pretty unfair on them um, because that would just hang them out to dry. And that's not the kind of person that I am. Um, I would not do that to, to those people. Um, and it's, um, you know, it, it's just a fact of life, you know, that these people are frightened for their futures um, and they don't want to jeopardize that. So they won't speak out. Uh, I've, 
uh, taken the decision that I feel that it's too important not to speak out. And if that means that I earn a lot less money now than I did three years ago, then so be it. Uh, I will just cut my cloth accordingly and, um, and still keep speaking out because I feel like it's the right thing to do. Uh, listen, Matt, I'm a huge fan of yours and I'm fascinated by what you have to say on Twitter. I think you're incredibly courageous. I think you're a hero all over again, once on the pitch and now in the public sphere. Um, there are those that would say that when you talk about this kind of communist style takeover, uh, the idea of cultural Marxism and, and, and the woke stuff, or even world government and a plan for world government, no property, that kind of thing. Some people would say you've lost the plot. How would you respond to that? <laughs> uh, I, I would say to those people, um, you've, it might have been a good idea for you to go and look on the World Economic Forum website uh, three years ago and see what their plans were. Um, there's plenty of uh, speeches that you can that you can view where um, a lot of world leaders uh, have spoken about a new world order and a one world government, um, all that kind of stuff. So there's plenty of stuff out there if you want to go and look for it. If you can't be bothered to go and look for it, if you can't be bothered to educate yourselves, then um, uh, I suggest you you don't have a go at me. Um, I think it's uh, it's quite strange that uh, that people are willing to kind of have a go at you if they um, if they haven't decided to go and have a look at things for themselves. Uh, I've had a look at it. I've come to my own conclusions. All I ask is for people to go and have a look at it. They might come to different conclusions to me. And hey, that's absolutely fine. But don't be ignorant. At least go out and educate yourselves into what the possibility. Uh, is maybe happening uh, okay. in the years in front of us. And uh, and that's all I'd say to them. Matt, Matt, I've only got a couple of seconds. And some would say, you know, new world order, you're going to own nothing, you'll be happy. Uh, it's all bunkum, but it is all about opinions. Yours are worth hearing. In the last few seconds, how do you see this playing out? In your tweet, you said good will prevail. Will it? Yeah, I 100% believe it will. I, I believe there are uh, uh, way more good people on this planet than there is evil. Um, and it's only a matter of time uh, before that uh, before we come together and, and we defeat what is in front of us. Um, I, I have no doubt whatsoever that uh, that there are, there are so many people in this planet, and too many people go, well, "What can I do? I don't have a big platform. What can I do?" Um, but there are lots of things that you can do. Do not comply is the first one to ridiculous uh, diktats from uh, tyrannical governments. That's the first thing you can do, and make sure you uh, keep using cash because that's pretty important going forward. Matt, what a star you are. Great to have you on the show. Fast so, yeah, uh, one name for it. Forget about the left-right paradigms of communism, capitalism. Think about more in terms of authoritarianism. Or uh, an analogy could be, don't think about the left wing of the plane or the right wing of the plane. Think about the pilot and the direction they're taking you and who's funding them, paying their wages to do so. So, thank you very much for joining us here on Beyond the News. Whether you've listened to us via our podcast or whether you're listening on Radio Illumini, thank you once again very much for that. And thank you for uh, tuning back in after my summer break. I hope this has given you a fix. Perhaps you had a chance to go and listen to some of the back catalogue. So once again, thank you very much for joining us. And I'll be here now, hopefully doing every Friday until probably around Christmas time. Cheers.